This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. According to the Chidah, in God's world, your child is only your child if you show them love. But if you favor one child over another child, and you don't show that child love, as far as HaKadosh Baruch was concerned, it says, okay, Yitzchak, and it does not say, Avicha. That's how the Torah looks at a relationship between a parent and a child. <coughs> Abraham Avinu had a child named Yishmael. Yishmael, Abraham Avinu loved very, very much. It was his first child. He loved Yishmael very much. Sarah Imenu did not love Yishmael at all. And Yishmael was ruining Yitzchak. So Sarah Imenu told Avram to throw him out. Avram went to Hashem. He said, I don't want to throw him out. I will be him, But my wife wants me to throw him out. So he went to the best Shalom Bayez coach in the world. He went to God and he said, what should I do? And God said, listen to your wife and throw him out. But that did not make Avraham Avinu love Yishmael any less. So listen to this Medrash Tanchuma, which is an unbelievable Medrash Tanchuma. When God came to Avraham to take his child to bring him on the Akedah, he didn't tell him which child. Okay? He said the following. Kach na Please take your son. Amalo. Aram Avinu said to God, he said, Ben, I have two sons. Which son? Amalo, God said to Abraham, Esichitcha, your only one. Amalo, Abraham said to Hashem, Zeyachilimo, This one is the only one to his mother, Hagar, Ishmael, and Yitzchak's the only one to his mother. I still don't know which son you want me to give to bring to the Akedah. Omalo, so Hashem said, okay, 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 no games. I'm going to tell you which one. Hashem Hafta, the one that you love. Omalo, now Yishmael was bad to the bone. He was a bad guy. Stole, robbed, raped, did every bad thing you can imagine. Right? So Hashem said, okay, okay. Hashem Hafta, the one that you love. Omalo, Aramavino said to God, I still don't know who you want me to send. I love them both. Amalo, Hashem said to Abraham, is that you the one that you love more, your favorite. Amalo, Abraham said to God, do you have to have a favorite? Is there not enough love in a person's heart to give all his kids equal love? So Hashem was forced. Amalo, Hashem said to him, as Yitzchak. Okay, I'll name him Yitzchak. Now, the rabbis ask, what's this game over here? Why wouldn't you name him right away? What's this whole game? Tell him right away. Tell him Yitzchak. You have to wait all the way to go all the way through? Because Hashem wanted us to learn from this that you can have the worst kid in the world, but you can love him as much as the other one, Yesh Gvod. Hashem wanted us to hear what Avram Avinu said. My son, 
I got two. My only one, each one is an only one. The one I love, I still don't know who you're talking about. Which means, to all the parents in this room, and I talk a lot to parents, that if God came to you and said, I want you to give me the, the one that you love, I think everyone in this room would have one kid that they love more than the rest. We just, for some reason, have favorites. And one of the reasons that we have favorites is that the kid that's the most like us is the one that makes us the most nervous. We see that from, from Yitzchak loved Esav, not Yaakov, because Yitzchak was a very quiet person who learned all day, and Esav was the exact opposite of him. Esav went to the field, he went hunting, he went to sports, he came home to his father. His father, and this is, I'm not, I'm not talking to any of you, you are all perfect. But you have friends that need to hear this, so you'll repeat it. <laughs> Why? Because we live through our children what we didn't do ourselves. So I wasn't good in sports, let's say, and I have a boy that's great in sports. He's my favorite. He's exciting. I'm living my life that I didn't have through him. But the one that's exactly like me, I already lived that life. He's not interesting. He's me. Ooh, he makes me nervous. Ooh, he makes me nervous. <laughs> it's the same thing with a mother and a daughter. If she is very much like her and reminds her of herself, they are going to pull each other's hair out. If she's different, this girl was a... She wasn't good in school, this lady. She, she was made a lot of trouble. And all of a sudden, she has a girl who's valedictorian. She's walking around telling everyone, you know how smart my daughter is? Because she wasn't smart. So she's living her life through her daughter. <coughs> but the girl, right, who her daughter was a troublemaker, which was she was, that's me. Get yourself straight now. Why aren't you like your sister? Why aren't you smart? Why aren't you learning? That's the one that makes you nuts. So the Torah is telling us that if God came to you and said, I want the one that you love the most, your answer should be like Avram Avinu. What are you talking about? I love them all equally. So it's the reason it didn't say Yitzhak right away because Hashem wanted to talk to us. Now it's very, very important because this is really a speech about bringing up children. But this is very, very important. For some reason in Judaism, we think that the men should bring up our should bring up the boys, and the women should bring up the girls. <coughs> now, many times I deal with kids from religious families. My I do the hardest. I do what's called kirif krovim. I deal with children from religious families who went off. So when you do Kirif Rechokim, and you have people who don't know anything about Shabbat, don't know anything about kosher, and they come for Shabbat or Shabbaton, and they're like, wow, this is amazing, right? The people who were born religious, they're like, it's Shabbos, you know, it's Shabbos. <laughs> like, wow, because you your table, it's me wrote, and you know, we, we, we were born that way, it's me wrote, let's get out of here. I want to go upstairs and read, like, come on, finish up, y'all not new, right? So, we very much, we're very much like that. So, I deal with kids, girls, 14, 15 girls, year old girls, 
from very religious families. Their parents bring them up to me, and they're like, they're big Yaakov girls. You're not allowed to talk to a boy or anything like that. And they come, they, their parents come to me, and they're like, they're watching, you have to help us. We just found on my daughter's phone that she's talking to a boy. And I think she might have even met him. So in Bishakul, that's such a tragic, it's a catastrophe, it's the end of the world. Okay? I speak to these girls every day. So this little 14-year-old, little girl, comes into my office and she sits down, she's a little nervous. And I'm like, relax. So, um, I hear that you're talking to a boy. I don't know who he is, and we don't know who he is. I said, but I can tell you how old he is. She goes, how do you know how old he is? I'm like, just tell me if I'm right. He's about 16 and a half. She's 14. What? You know who it is? My friend told you? I'm like, nope. I said, I'm going to tell you something else. You don't really get along with your dad. You don't have a real good relationship with your father. How do you know that? I'm like, I'm going to tell you something else. He doesn't really get along with his mother. She bothers him all the time. She says, Rabbi Wallace, you know, you and Makubo, you know Kabbalah? I'm like, no. I'm like, no. It's very simple. The way God created us, so I, I'm assistant principal, I was assistant principal for 30 years in a co-ed school, boys and girls. So I used to train teachers and coach them specifically for PTA. PTA is when the parents come to talk to the teachers about their kids. I was, as a kid, was the worst day of my life. I knew that the night that, I went to sleep very early that night, so when they came home I was sleeping, but it was never good, never good. So, a mother has an unconditional, the relationship of a mother and a son, she gives him unconditional love. The relationship of a mother and a daughter, she gives her conditional love. The relationship of a father and a son is conditional love. The relationship of a father and a daughter is unconditional love. Why did Hashem do that? Why did He create us that way? Because first of all, the father, he can't judge his daughter. He was never a girl. So if she's misbehaving, he doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand girl hormones. He doesn't understand anything. So he's like, I can't criticize her because I'm not a girl. I was never a girl. But my boy, he better get up for tefillah. I used to get up for tefillah. He better have kibbutz of egg. I had kibbutz of egg. So when you bring up your son, the man brings up the son, he's continually, continuously telling him, why can't you learn? I used to learn. Why can't you be like me? Why can't you get up in the morning? When I was a child, I was up at 6 o'clock. You get up at 9 o'clock, you kill him. You kill him. Your daughter, she's a flower. Stay away. Everything's good. She doesn't do anything wrong. I'll tell you a very cute story about my first son-in-law. She, you know, you'll kill the guy who marries her, right? It's my girl, right? And the mother, she kills her daughter. You have no kibbutz of the egg. You don't clean up your room. You're fresh. I was never like this. Ask my mother how I treat. But her son can do anything he wants. And many times it affects Shalom bias because. The mother will be yelling at her daughter, and the father will defend his daughter. And he'll say, take it easy. She's not so bad. 
And the mother gets insulted. Wait, you married her? You married me. Yeah. Like, who'd you marry? You want to marry her? I'll leave. Let her cook. Let her clean. Let her do your laundry. Right? And the other way around, the mother is being nice to the son. You got up late. Come on, Chaim. Don't be so angry. Right? He's like, what are you, what are you getting involved for? Sure, it's my business. What are you getting involved for? What, you married to him? Okay, I'll leave. Let him pay the bills. <laughs> and they start fighting. And then sometimes it gets really, really bad. Sometimes it really gets bad. And the children know how to manipulate to get between the two parents. Because if they can break them both down, then they're so busy fighting, they forget about what they wanted to do to him. So kids are very, very smart. So in PTA, when parents come to school, never tell a father something bad about his daughter. And never tell a mother something bad about her son. I can tell you from my experience, parents, they have two kids in the school. One's a boy, one's a girl. They're sitting in front of me, and they're asking me, how is my son doing? And I'm like, your son is the biggest troublemaker in my class. He doesn't learn. He doesn't do his homework. Right? And the father's like, Rabbi Wallerstein, give me two weeks. <laughs> you will see. No sports. No friends. No food. No water. <laughs> no sleep. You give me two weeks, you will see my son. And the mother's sitting there, she goes, Mayor, just keep, can, can you hold on for a second? Well, Wallerstein, do you know why my son misbehaves? No, because you don't know how to teach. <laughs> and you want to know the truth? I don't, I don't like this whole school. I don't think you're a good school at all. And it was up to me, he wouldn't even be in your class. Two parents about the same child. Totally different. Now let's go to the daughter. By the way, how's our daughter in sixth grade doing? Oh, wow, she is impossible. You know, she put a, she put a nail on the teacher's chair. She, 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 we call her cheating. She's, she's a terrible student. Her mother's like, I knew it! <laughs> Rabbi, don't worry. She will never, ever be on the phone. I'm taking the phone. I'm pulling the phone out of the wall. She will not. And you know what? She had the bus mitzvah this week. She's not going. She's not going. And we have a family trip. She's not going to Florida. And this mother's ranting and raving. Right? And when she's finished, the father's like, if you have my daughter in your school, you people have no idea how to teach. You should not have girls in this school. Rabbi, you know nothing about the chinnacle girls. He's ranking me out. The same man that the father, right, the same, that his son, he's going to kill him. Because that's how we are. Now, why not Hashem do that? And the answer is that God knows that Bezrat Hashem, when we get to a certain age, right, we're going to have a, a girl a wife, who we're supposed to give unconditional love to. So it's in our bria, in our genes, to give and to get from a woman, which is our mother, that when we're born, unconditional love. And the wife, who's going to give unconditional love to her husband, she got that from her father. So we're just changing who the male is. <clears throat> Until I was 18, the male in my life was my father, and he gave me unconditional love. And now I'm getting married because I want to get the same thing from someone who is my age. It's called, in psychology, it's called the plus syndrome. Plus syndrome, a plus. So you have a vertical line. So when you're young, your parents are on top. Your teacher is God. And your line, you're on the bottom. 
That's the relationship. As you get older, you start moving up, you go to a horizontal line, where you have, you're on one side, and the ones that you love are on the other side, your peers, a husband and a wife. Okay? And then you go to the top of the plus, and you have children. It's amazing. That's how it's supposed to work. So if you have a good relationship with your father, a girl that has a good relationship with her father, she naturally, when she's 18, she says, you know, it's time, i got to move on. She has a good relationship with her husband. And a boy who has a good relationship with his mother is now looking for a female unconditional love relationship. But the father who does not give his daughter unconditional love, he's busy working and playing ball with his boys and taking them to a baseball game and learning the charusa with them. But he doesn't even talk to his daughter. He has nothing to do with her because she's a girl. So she does not get the unconditional love that naturally she wants and she's supposed to get from her father. So she looks for it in the wrong places. But she will never look for it in a, a boy her age because she's looking for a father. So if she's 14, I know the boy she's going out with is not 14. That happens at the top when she's 18. Now, she's looking for a daddy. She's looking for a boy. The problem is that boys, 16-year-old boys, don't give unconditional love. There are many conditions that really will hurt that poor child. On the other hand, what's the deal with this guy? He's 16 and a half. Why is he going out with a 14-year-old girl? Why doesn't he go out with a more mature, physically and emotionally 16-and-a-half-year-old girl? Or why, does, why is he going out with a little girl? And the answer is that if he's 16 and he's going out with a 16-year-old girl, she's going to make him crazy. Why were you late? Why didn't you call me? He's not going to get unconditional love. But if he goes out with a 14-year-old, the girl's going to be like, oh my gosh, he shaves. He's older than me. Wow. So she gives the 16-and-a-half-year-old boy her unconditional love. And he is, doesn't have that from his mother. So he's looking for that. So he's taking it from a 14-year-old a, a girl. So we're messing our kids up. If we don't give our daughters, guys, if we don't give our daughters unconditional love, they will find it in the very wrong place. And mothers, if you don't give your boys that love, they will find a girl. But it's not going to be healthy. So it's very important, and I have spoken to in Hasidish schools, that a father takes his daughter out alone, him and her, for dinner, or to, even to a ball game, and he talks to her, so that when a boy texts her, she's going to go, Dad, look at this, this guy just texted me. Isn't that cute? And the father's like, cute? I'm going to break his head. <laughs> I'm going to send my Israeli friends and we'll break his legs. But she talks to him. And it's very important, mommies, you have that relationship with your sons because boys are very scared to tell their fathers a lot of stuff. Their comfort, who they want to whisper in their ear, is their mother. And sometimes, it's a very big question. I have a Shabbaton. And during our Shabbaton, we have questions from 11 o'clock at night till Shachar, till 8 o'clock in the morning. Hundreds of women firing at, at six rabbis a whole night. One of the biggest arguments, and I'm not going to even answer it, you'll have to answer it in your own head. But the biggest questions that we had that lasted for hours and most of the rabbis did not agree on the answer was what happens a father has a daughter 
and she comes to her father and she says, Dad, Abba, I want to tell you something very important, but I can only tell it to you on one condition. You don't tell Mommy. What is he supposed to do? So, half the rabbis felt that if you teach your daughter that she can get you to keep a secret from her mother, from your wife, you are teaching her that you agree that a husband should have secrets from his wife. It is very bad chinuch. And this girl is going to walk around sort of with a badge that I beat my mother. You see, I tell my father something and my mother will never know. So it's like, me and my father gets my mother. Very bad chinuch. On the other hand, if it's really something important and you don't let her tell you, she is going to tell it, ask it to someone else. And that person might give them a really wrong answer. So one of the therapists that was at the Shabbaton said, Rabbi Wallerstein, if the kid is willing to talk to her father, that's already good. Most kids are not willing to talk to their father. He has to keep the secret. I come from a school. My parents brought me up that a father and a mother are one. And that if my daughter came to me and said, you can't tell this to mommy, I want to tell you something, but you can't tell it to mommy, that means that there's a problem between my daughter and mommy. And I need to work on that. Because if my wife found out that my 16-year-old daughter came to me and told me that she's talking to a boy, and I didn't tell her, and then she found out later she would feel that I sort of cheated her behind her back. She would feel that, that me and my daughter have a relationship that has left her out, and it will definitely affect my marriage. So I can't give you the definite answer because it was a huge argument. The place the girls were screaming and yelling. It was crazy. It was crazy. I don't know the answer to this question. I'm just telling you that in my opinion... You can't, you can't, uh, one parent can't keep a secret from another parent. There's probably people in here that don't agree with me. I can't tell you that you're wrong or, you, or you're right. But we create that. So fathers have to give their daughters attention. And I don't mean taking out the whole family. It's another mistake that a lot of people make. They, they, what do you mean? I took my, all my kids out. Why, why am I not a good father? And the answer is, can we take all your kids out? Your kids look at it as a family trip. You can take me out. You didn't take me out. You took everyone out. <coughs> Very important. Private, focused time. No phone when you take your kid out. But it's very important that a father takes out a, a daughter. And it's also very important that a, that a mother takes out a son. Or else, your kids are going to look for that unconditional love in very bad places. And they're going to be fooled. Because they're so hungry for it. They're so hungry for that unconditional love that they will give up a lot of things that they should not be giving up. And I'm talking to you from... A lot of experience. So, the Torah's picture here seems to be that, number one, you must give a lot of love, we see from Yitzchak, and number two, you must give equal love. Now, I want to read you, and then I'll tell you a story. I want to read you a, um, it's from a very holy sefer about when Yishmael was thrown out, 
Avraham wanted to visit him. He loved him. It was his son. It was his son. He loved him. So there's an unbelievable picket there, Eliezer. And the picket there, Eliezer, says the following. He said that Yishmael was 27 years old when he left Avraham. And Yishmael left and he married a woman from Moab and her name was Isa. And after three years, Halach Avraham Lewis says Yishmael, but no, he missed him. So it was Yishmael's 30th birthday. Avraham said, I gotta go see my kid just because I threw him out. Doesn't mean I shouldn't see him. I love him. So, Matsari Menu said, I'll let you go. She was alive. I'll let you go visit him, but you can't get off the camel. You can talk to him. You cannot go into his chutzr, into because Yishmael was bad. I don't want you. You're too holy, Abraham. Don't get off the camel. You want to talk to him, you want to hug him, but don't get off the camel. And he understood this. He swore. Okay. He went, it took him a half a day to get there. And this woman, Isa, was standing outside the tent. Um, Allah, he said to her, Where's my son, Yishmael? Him and his mother went to the desert to gather dates. Okay. Um, Allah. So Abraham Avinu said to this wife, Isa, Could you give me a little bread and some water? I'm tired. I'm hungry. Now, you know, Abraham stood for... So he asked her for some bread. On Malay, she said to Abram, Sorry, I have no bread or water for you. This is who Yishmael married. Where did she come from? Moab. What's Moab? Nida. When the Jews went by, we asked for food, they didn't give us. This is who, this is who Moab was. Okay. So Abram, she doesn't know who's Abram. She never saw him. So she doesn't know who he is. He doesn't introduce himself. On she said, Abram says to her, Do me a favor. When your husband comes back, give him a message. That there was Zakin Echad, an old man, who came from Canaan to see him. Right? And tell him that I said that in the end, his house will collapse. That was the message. Okay? <coughs> Shmuel comes back. His wife says, there's an old man. He came here. He said, I should tell you that in the end, your house is going to collapse. He understood who the old man from Canaan was. Abraham, and he understood that what's a person's house? His wife. That he understood that this wife is no good for him. Because she didn't do chesed. He came from a house of chesed. So, immediately, Sholcha, he sent her, Begirash Asad, he threw her out. His father said, no good. He threw her out, and he remarried someone called Pituma. Okay? What does Isa mean in English? Dough. Before you bake it. Before it becomes something, raw dough. Her name was Isa. She didn't give any food. It was raw. Yishmael married a, a woman called Fatuma. And actually, in Arabic, it's Fatima. Okay, that was her name. Which comes from the word Fatuma to stuff. Okay? So he married this woman, Fatuma. Abraham waited three more years. He comes again to visit Yishmael. He comes there, and the wife of Yishmael, Fatima, is standing there. Amallah, Hekin Yishmael. Where's, where's Yishmael? He doesn't say who he is. On Malay, he went with his mother. He's in the midbar. They're feeding the, the camels. He said, I'm very hungry. I'm very tired. Could you give me something to eat? She said, sure. She, she brought him food and water and everything that you could imagine. Omar Abram. Abram got up. Nisfalel, he davin. Abinov for his child. And that year, Yishmael's house was unbelievable bracha. 
The woman said this man came, he gave a big blessing to the house. He understood that his father was always thinking of him, that his father had pity on him. Why? Because he didn't forget Yishmael. And after he sent him, he went to visit him. And he gave him a criticism. And he told him, get rid of your wife. And when Yishmael saw this, that his father did not forget about him, he totally did tshuva. And we know that Yishmael died at Tzadik. What caused him to do tshuva? Because he realized that even though his father had to throw him out of the house, in the end, his father never forgot him. So even the child that causes all these problems, Aram Avinu showed that he never lost his love for him. These are different proofs from the Torah on how we need to treat our children. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.